Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello, and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and today I'm going to be talking about a really common issue that I hear from a lot of people. I've actually heard it three times in the last week from different people, uh, someone who's just joined Salon Goals, my group coaching program. I have heard it in the past from one-on-one coaching clients and also uh, Salon Goals students in the past. And I think that it's a really common thing if you actually Google what to do in this instance, I'm going to let you all in, in in a moment, but there there are so many articles about this. And today I'm going to give you my opinion in the most diplomatic way. Uh, but what we're talking about on the podcast today is what do you do when your partner is unsupportive of your business, whether, you know, you're well-established or you are just starting out or your training or or whatever it is. But basically, you know, they're, they're unsupportive of you and your efforts that you are taking to be a business owner. And like I said, I, I hear it a lot from women in this industry. I personally haven't experienced this from my own husband. I am very, very, very lucky. I'm just going to put this out here first. I am so, so lucky to have one of the most amazing people, you know, supporting me. And I truly believe that I couldn't have done what I have done within my business and our lives if I didn't have his support, you know, if he wasn't cheering me on and, you know, doing things to help with our kids and supporting me financially when we first started or even just, you know, emotionally being there to, you know, have a little bit of a cry to when things aren't going that well with clients or staff or, you know, if you're just completely exhausted and it's Christmas week. At the time of recording, it's the week of Christmas. So, yeah, that's certainly a big thing, you know, when you're exhausted from doing ridiculous hours with clients and, you know, everything just feels too hard when you get home and just having that person there to look after the kids and, you know, cook and clean up, get some washing done while I am working really, really hard in my business has just been so amazing for me. And yeah, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have a supportive partner. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later in this episode. So I'm just going to say, first of all, I'm very lucky because of that. And I may be a little bit biased because of that as well. So my point of view is coming from someone who has had the support and I have mentioned before quite a few times that I'm a little bit of a feminist. And <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you to flat out dump him, <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you have tried and tried and tried, it might be your only option. But We're going to talk a little bit more about some other stuff before that. So I'm just going to say that you need to be surrounded by people that cheer you on and support you. 
This is so important. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn is, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you're surrounding yourself with people uh, that are negative, that haven't got a growth mindset, and you know they're not kicking goals in their life, chances are you're probably not going to be either. So if the person that is your, you know, your partner, your husband, your, you know, whatever, your your best friend, your family member, someone who you spend the most amount of time with and you really feel that you need the most support from is fairly negative towards you and your business or your ideas, your dreams, your your hopes, your goals, it's really, really reflected in your business. And you're probably going to keep yourself small so that you don't offend them or, you know, you don't upset them. And if somebody who is really close to you doesn't believe in you, who's going to believe in you? Because I'd be willing to bet you that you don't. Yeah, it's very, very hard to believe in yourself when the people close to you don't. So usually this will present in, you know, your business, you'll, you'll stay at home, which is fine if you want to do that. But if you have big dreams of growth, you know, and you stay at home, you know, you're not reaching your full potential, are you? You're not, you're not growing. You're not doing anything different. You're probably not making big numbers either because, you know, you've been told that you can't. And yeah, so I'll just say again, you need to surround yourself with people that support you and believe in you because it's only going to make you perform better and you're going to be way more likely to treat, to achieve your goals if you are very selective about the people that you listen to. Um, now, why do some men, you know, feel this way? Why are they unsupportive of us in our business endeavours? I believe that men, some men, truly do not grasp the amount of money that women spend on their beauty treatments. Some women hardly spend any money, but the majority spend a lot. Well, some to a lot. I was doing a little bit of research before I uh, sat down to record this podcast and there was an article in the Sydney Morning Herald back in 2019, so before COVID, stating that Australian women on average are spending around $14,000 per year on beauty and hair treatments. So $14,000 a year. And you might go, oh, my God, I don't, I don't spend that much. But I don't know, those lash refills really add up. I go to the hairdresser every six weeks, spend at least $200 each time. I have injectables. That's expensive. We all know that's expensive. Other skin treatments, high-end skin treatments, skin needling, laser, PRP, anything like that is going to cost quite a few thousand dollars at a time. Tinting, waxing, laser hair removal, you know, cosmetic tattooing. Women are spending a lot of money on cosmetic tattooing. So, you know, if you add this up, $14,000 a year on average per client, you know, it, it, it's a lot of money and I haven't, ex- like I said, I haven't experienced the like kind of negativity from, you know, my my husband, my partner, but I think uh, I have mentioned before that my own father wasn't very supportive of my business initially. 
he's he's a spendthrift. He, <laughs> he doesn't like spending a lot of money. And he just had absolutely no idea how often women visit to come get their lashes done or waxing or, or their makeup or whatever, let alone the money that they actually spend. So um, he really thought that, you know, a beauty business was small game. And I think that a lot of men think that beauty is small game. They don't see the potential. They don't really see it as a legitimate business model. A lot of men will think that it's just a side hustle. It's it's a side gig, something you keep at home, something that's small, something for you to do while the kids are at school. Yeah. And they they don't really ever see it any differently. They don't see the potential. And that's a really big mistake because you can you can earn a lot of money. I, w- I was probably maybe two two years in or three years into my business when my earnings started to become higher than my husband. And, you know, he is a university-educated civil engineer and always worked in construction and earned, you know, over 100K a year. You know, very, very lucky, very lucky. But here's me... <laughs> you know, who started this side gig from home, took it to a commercial shop, added staff, started turning over a million dollars four years in. And, you know, I pay myself, I'm able to pay myself more than what he is earning. And, you know, we're at the point where it's kind of like, well, it's almost costing us money with him working full time still because I'm still doing a few, a lot of stuff with the kids. He does amazing. He does a lot of stuff. But, you know, we're, we're at that point now where we're kind of questioning, you know, whether him staying in a full-time role is actually beneficial to us because the money is not, you know, the main thing anymore because I can earn it. I can, I can just add another staff member or, you know, if I wanted to, I could go and do more hours and earn more money. I'm not going to do that because that's not the best and highest use of my time. But yeah, the money that he earns, it doesn't even come into it anymore. And I'm, and I'm, he's supported me all these years. So I'm all for supporting him now. And, you know, if he wants to have a job change or he wants to be a stay at home dad for a bit, that's cool with me. But uh, this brings me to my next point. Some, I like just coming back to why some men can feel this way in regards to our businesses, but some men can feel threatened. And, you know, start to question their role as the main contributor or the main income earner. This can be a really big issue in a lot of people's relationships. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been an issue for me, which I'm very lucky, like I said, but a lot of men can feel really threatened once their partner or their spouse, you know, starts earning more money than them and they become the main breadwinner of the family. And I... I don't have any practical advice on this one other than, you know, a marriage or, you know, whether you're married or not, it doesn't matter. But, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone, it should be a partnership and it shouldn't be a competition on who earns the most because all the money is going to the same place. You know, it's going into your investments, your house, your, if you don't have investments or anything like that, you know, it's going into your savings or, you know, holidays that you take together or, or, you know, your kid's education or whatever. Uh, it should be all going to the same place. So it shouldn't be a competition. It doesn't matter who is the main breadwinner of the family. As long as someone's earning some money, that's great, isn't it? So yeah, that can be another reason why. 
this third reason that I have here um, is it might be a little bit of a contentious issue, but um, some men fear the lack of control that they have over their partner having their own business. It's not as certain as, you know, sticking to the same hours of working in a job for somebody else. So some men might like the certainty that working in a job role for somebody else might bring to the household or, you know, the relationship, you know, she goes to work at 8.30 and she finishes at 4.30. Whereas if you're working in your own business and and we're service-based businesses, the hours can be a little bit erratic. Um, sometimes you'll be working late, especially in the beginning as you're trying to build your business. But, you know, that can be another reason. And then the fourth one can be jealousy as well. So, not jealousy of success, but jealousy over the attention that you give your business and your clients perhaps over them or, you know, the attention that you give your business and your clients over your kids or, you know, your duties as as a wife and a mother. So that can be another issue as well that some men have problems with. They feel that, you know, your role as a wife and mother should be devoted to, you know, your kids keeping the house and uh, keeping everyone happy, including them. So once you start to focus more on your career, that can become a little bit of an issue. So uh, what do you do? What what do you do when, you know, your your partner is unsupportive of you? Now, the first, the first thing I want to say here is sometimes it's just better to stop trying to make them understand. The energy that you spend trying to change their mind about different business ideas or growth or, you know, hey, look at me, I'm making some good money. Look, or, you know, see the potential with this. I want to grow or, you know, whatever. Um, The energy that you're actually putting into that and deliberating over it and being upset when they don't understand, you know, it's probably better for you to spend that energy on actually growing your business. So just get going and show them your results. Prove them wrong. I've got a story about someone I know. Uh, I won't name any names here, but a year ago, she was in a very different position than she is now. Uh, Her husband was telling her that her business was just a bit of a joke. It wasn't worth it. She was feeling really down on herself. Uh, She just lost a team member, didn't know what to do. And, you know, it was a, a really difficult time. And she considered just giving it all up and going and getting a job, just working in hospitality. So fast forward 12 months, after a lot of hard work and effort that has certainly paid off, she's got a few team members now kicking goals. You know, just the other day I was chatting to her and she was like, yeah, well, we're having two and a half thousand dollar days at the salon now. And I said to her, who would have thought that you were having two and a half thousand dollars days a year ago? She said, oh, never. I never in my wildest dreams could have thought that that would be a possibility for me. And the great thing is now that her husband really is taking her seriously. She has proven him wrong. She's proven that she can do it. And, you know, there is money to be made in this industry. And now he's actually cheering her on and convincing her to buy a gift for herself, you know, as a reward for a year of hard work, a year of kicking goals. So, you know, you can eventually change their mind, but I think the best way to do it is actually prove them wrong. Show them how with your results from your business. Put your energy and efforts into 
just kicking ass and, you know, and say, well, look, the proof's in the pudding. I can do it. I am a legitimate business owner. I've done well. There you go. My second tip would be try and get them a little bit more involved. You could have them come in to your salon if, you know, if you, if you work in a commercial space, not at home. You know, introduce them to your clients. You know, you could feature them on your socials a little bit more if you wanted to as well. So they feel a little bit more involved and, you know, part of the business. You know, another thing could be the accounting. My husband, uh, he started doing the bookkeeping for me a few years back. And while he never, ever doubted me and he, you know, he, he always supported me, I don't think it really mattered how much money I earned or whatever, you know, just as long as I was happy doing whatever it was I was wanting to do. He started doing the bookkeeping and he's just like, holy shit, you're making some money. Like, what the hell? Like, just actually going through and reconciling these accounts, like I'm actually seeing here that you are making serious coin. And it actually felt good that, like, he'd do the accounts and, you know, he'd be like, fuck, you had a good week this week, like far out, like that's awesome. What did you do differently? And, and you know, and we talk about it. Oh, well, we did this, we were booked out, you know, we ran this promo and we got this new treatment, you know, like we got this new product in, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, getting him involved in that way, even though my husband was already very, very supportive of me, it made him even more supportive and it felt a little bit more included. And, you know, like especially I like to set a lot of revenue goals and things like that. As you know, if you, you're a long-time listener of the podcast and, yeah, like having him involved and supporting me, you know, pushing me to actually achieve those goals, it feels really, really good. So I do encourage you to try and do the same with your partner as well. Uh, the third tip I have for you here is, uh, you know, if you've been given, oh, it's probably not the right word, but um, an ultimatum or, for example, you cannot quit your full-time job and pursue your beauty business. Cannot do this and because this is just a side gig or you don't make enough money in your side gig so you are not allowed to quit your job or something like that or you know you can't go into a salon space because this is a side gig or, or whatever. I, I would definitely talk about it with them because that's, that's just not fair like to not permit you to do something that you want to do. I'm I'm trying really hard not to not to say what I want to say here when I'd just be like, nah, fuck you, I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, that's what I would do. But <laughs> but I think, you know, being really adult about this and actually, you know, sitting down and saying, Okay, I really wanna do this. It makes me feel really upset that you are reacting in this way. What's it gonna take for me? to prove you wrong? Are there, are there some measurable things we can put in place so that I can plan and make moves to actually do this? So for example, you might say, all right, I want to leave my full-time job so I can pursue my, my business in a full-time capacity. I don't just want to see clients at night and on the weekend anymore. I want to, you know, I want to leave my job because it's sucking the life out of me. And I just want to, I want to see clients in my lash and brow business or my cosmetic tattooing business, or whatever it is you're doing, what's it going to take? And you could say, look, well, do I need to replace the income that I'm earning at my full-time job? Okay, if I replace the income that I'm earning at my full-time job with the money for my business, how long 
you know, can I do that for before I can pursue this um, properly? So you might say, yeah, I have to consistently be earning $800 a week or $1,000 a week in my business for two months and then I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to start cutting back my hours in my full-time job. I'm going to go to part-time or something like that so I can take on more clients and have that transition period there. So setting some measurable milestones I think would be really, really helpful because you need to, you're a team, like I said, it's a partnership. You need to work together, you know, for your family and, you know, for your happiness as well. You need both need to, I guess, compromise and, yeah, it's not really fair just not permitting you to do something that you really want to do. So, yeah, um, the fourth one is definitely, you know, maybe try and find support from somewhere else. So grab a business bestie, find a business bestie. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Or, you know, join a mastermind group or group coaching program, get a coach, someone that's going to cheer you on hard. Because if you're not getting that support from home, you need to get it from somewhere else, especially if you want to keep pursuing your business and actually kicking goals. Um, You're going to need to hear from someone that you can do it. Because like I said earlier, you know, if if your closest relationships aren't supporting you and don't believe in you, you are not going to believe in yourself. So you need to hear it from somebody else to get you going and help you reach your goals a lot faster. And then the last thing, (laughs) dump him. No, (laughs) I'm going to be diplomatic. Uh, Is this person really right for you? You need to probably call into question why they're not supporting you or why it's so difficult, especially if you've gone through and tried all the other things that I've just run through first. You know, is this person really right for you? Do you want to be in a relationship with someone that doesn't believe in you, doesn't think you're capable of running a business, doesn't share the same hopes and dreams or want you to be happy for that matter? Someone that wants to keep you doing something else that they're happy with, but you're not. So have a think about it. Please don't take my advice as gospel here. Um, Like I said, I am very, very lucky to have a super supportive partner and, and always have. Um, while I've had while I've had my uh, lash business, I, I certainly don't want all all my listeners like messaging me saying I left my husband because you told me to. Like, please don't do that. Please put some serious serious thought and effort into making your relationship work before you go and do that. But yeah, just have a think about it, um, especially if uh, this has been a long time thing and you're just not getting that support you need and you really have massive, massive dreams of growing your business. So I'm going to add an extra tip in here. Well, not tip, but, you know, just another point. My producer is a guy and he's asked me a really, really interesting question as well. And it's something that I didn't think of, but it's so relevant in this case. But He's just said there might be, uh, you know, a lot of guys out there that maybe believe that you've changed as a person since now you have, I guess, entrepreneurial pursuits um, with your own business and, you know, bigger goals and things like that. But perhaps you always had them and you were too scared to say, you know, having that discussion uh, with your partner might be really helpful as well in getting them to understand uh, your motivations behind what you want to do. because. I think sometimes, you know, that fear of like fr- fear from your partner of, you know, letting you, well, not letting you, but, you know, supporting you in your in your business endeavours 
could be really, really scary for them because, you know, they they may feel like they don't know you anymore as a person or that you're drifting apart or you've got completely different interests and goals now to what you had when you first got together. So definitely um, sitting down and talking about what your big goals are in life and, you know, perhaps that you'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but maybe you were too scared to let them know initially because they had entrepreneurial pursuits as well or, you know, they had big career goals and you didn't want to overshadow them. Um, So that's another really, really important point that I thought that I mentioned before I sign off. How do you feel about this? Is this something you've experienced? Please feel free to DM me if you want to talk about it privately. Like I'm I'm also, you know, I do offer one-on-one coaching. I'm not a marriage therapist and I'm not a relationships counsellor or anything like that, but certainly I can be that person to cheer you on if you need that support with your business. But yeah, feel free to reach out. My Instagram handle is Lauren Lappin underscore. So L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-P-I-N underscore. And yeah, that is all I've got for you today. I will see you all online soon.